0: Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to talk about losing our identity in Christ. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. If you like what we're doing on here, you can find us on our Facebook group, our Instagram, or our Patreon. And you can find all those links in the description below. Hey, everybody. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit about how we viewed our identity as a Christian and how we put all of that identity in Christ. And I think we want to focus on Joe a lot this episode because he was so good at putting his identity in Christ. (laughs) I was really
1: good at being a Christian. You were. (laughs) You
0: were. (laughs) I think that I was just saying today to you that you're such a dedicated person and you're really disciplined. And I feel like those are really good qualities as a christian
1: i think they're good qualities in general as a person <laughs> no, but I as know. a christian it, gen- it can like for me th- it, that became like legalism and yes, like, bad yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know so yeah that is good uh and i'm happy to talk about it cuz i feel like more than anything else uh as part of the deconversion identity or like losing my identity in christ was the biggest deal for me mm-hmm. out of all the stuff so Um. Yeah, I think it's good to talk about.
0: Yeah. So when we were Christians, we said and told everybody that our identity is in Christ. (laughs) We told everybody all the time.
1: We're like, hey, my identity is in Christ. Hey, what's up? My identity is in Christ.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that looking back on it now, I, I sometimes think about that and how we we put our identity in Christ. Like I'm doing air quotes right now, but you know, that's what everybody told you to do. Put your identity in Christ. And looking back on it, I think like, what did I even really mean by that? And it's funny because at the time you remember, I was even confused by it.
1: Right. You know, well, you were confused. If I remember right, you were just confused about like who you were as a person. Mm -hmm. Like what was your personality? Mm -hmm. What were you into? And that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, like when someone told you or gave a sermon about having your identity in Christ, what did that mean to you?
0: It meant that I was just supposed to be bland. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, this is the thing that I never understood. Um, I
1: think that's fair. I think that's,
0: I think it's fair too, in a way, because looking back now as, um, just on the other side of this at Christian answers to things that were big, kind of big problems i look back at like bible studies or like blog posts and i see that there's never any a clear answer no, they're there's, so confusing yes, it's just there are bible verses that they use to support and sometimes i don't even feel that they support right but then i feel like there's always the, the answers are always vague so i remember listening to <laughs> these so vague.
1: Yeah. even at the
0: time i like picked up that the identity in christ is vague and I saw you as having an identity in Christ, but mm-hmm. I think it was because you were so good at reading your Bible and like seeming so godly all the time. And you were, you were, I don't know, like I said, you were very disciplined in it. And I was kind of Not wild, but, like, I am kind of sassy, and I, like, played devil's advocate with you all the time, Mm -hmm. and I got grumpier than you, and I had more emotions. I feel like
1: you had more personality, Well, I
0: thought that I was just bad. Right. Yeah, at the time, it was like,
1: you were just, you thought you were a worse Christian. Yeah. Like, really, you probably just had more personality than I did.
0: Well, I, I know I said that I want to talk to you, but, like... And I'm talking a lot right now, but like, I, I think that my personality, I, I thought was all wrong. Like, all of those things that I had were not me and they were, they were bad. They were maybe not all the way sinful, but like that, that's just not the way a Christian woman yeah. should be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, nobody ever came out and told me that, but I just, like, that's how other women were around me. Right. And so it was always hard for me to think about or try Putting my identity in christ yeah because i didn't exactly know how you would do that just like read the bible and only talk about god or like just tell everyone that you're a christian first and foremost and then that defines everything you do and then everybody just sees you oh she's christian that's her yeah. personality
1: like that's the top priority like everything in your life has to be about christian yeah it has to be about christian
0: It It seemed to me, I really struggled with it because I remember listening to like messages or whatever, like people talking about it. And all I could hear was, okay, so God made us unique, but he all wants us to be the same. He all wants us to have the same personality. He all wants us to find our identity in him. Mm -hmm. Like finding your identity is a really complicated topic. It's not just something that you can pick and you just label yourself as that, like your identity
1: you can if you're a Christian. <laughs> yes,
0: well, that's what. So but, that's yeah. what I learned. Yeah, but at the time, I even felt that I don't think that it's this. It's simple Right. because I see all kinds of different people around me, and I see them, and I I do identify them differently. But if their identity is supposed to all be in Christ, then why don't you know they? Then they all are the same. Yeah. So that was my trouble with it. And now let's talk about how you felt with your identity. Well, Did you struggle with that too?
1: Yeah, because I think, like you said, all of these Christian answers to things are so vague. Um, and that is like a perfect example of it, like putting your identity in Christ. Nobody like really knows exactly what that means, but it's something that people say a lot.
0: Well, and it's not it's not like necessarily a biblical phrase,
1: right? It's the, just it's like something that the, newer, the newer, that, yeah. newer church
0: has made up. Right. You know, and they like to talk about it a lot.
1: It probably is in the Bible too, or it might be. But like I know what you're saying. It's one of those things where like people throw it around all the time and it isn't necessarily linked specifically to a certain Bible verse and there's no like really clear meaning of what that means. But also to me that was supposed to be the most important thing yeah. in my life. Like that was my life's purpose was to become as Christ-like as possible and to like have my identity completely in Christ. Um And
0: And what did that mean?
1: For me, that meant not taking credit for anything. Like, I... I, (laughs) This is so weird now, and I feel like it's telling of all of this, like, work I've had to do in the last few years of trying to undo this stuff. But my prayer to God all the time would be that he would increase and I would decrease. Mm -hmm. And that he would, like that his light would shine through me and i wouldn't be a distraction and i would say like when i was asking for forgiveness for sins like i did all the time i'd say like i'm so sorry i distorted your light in this way or like i i just want to be a perfect um like a perfect lens for you to shine through Mm -hmm. to the world so like to me that's what it meant to have your identity in christ was to get rid of as much of yourself as possible uh, as much as my own like Worldly, sinful nature mm-hmm. as possible, so that the only thing that anyone saw when they looked at me or when they interacted with me was God's love,
0: Jesus. Yeah, you Jesus. want to be
1: Jesus. I wanted to be Jesus, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, really... if your
0: identity is in Him and you're asking Christ to fill you, then eventually yeah. you become Christ. Well,
1: yeah. Also, except for the fact that I thought I was a miserable sinner at the same time and all that. So, like. eventually
0: though you would think you're the son of God
1: eventually yeah when you get really (laughs) holy but no it's it's another one of those things where like I had an intellectual understanding of what my goal was and that was to be as Christ-like as possible and remove myself as much as possible from the equation so that God could shine through but like on the other hand practically I still had to like go to my work and do my job and like go to the grocery store and buy groceries and I always really struggled with that like being being 100 percent christ-like and being 100 percent in the identity of christ at all times and so to me that i just felt like i was still learning and i was still getting better at it or still whatever improving at that part of things like
0: being like christ in mundane moments yeah i guess or
1: like like practical anything practical i feel like that's the thing It, it goes back to what we were saying about it being so ambiguous you know, having your identity in Christ, like, no, if someone please, like, tell me practically exactly what you mean by that. I, you know, that would have been helpful mm-hmm. at the time when I was Christian. But I don't know that anyone could have really answered that. Or like, I don't think that there really was a single answer for no. that. Because even between the two of us, you kind of thought it was one thing. And I thought it was something else. And there's probably like, biblical support for either of those views, you know? Um, it it reminds me of, I was talking to someone on our Facebook group today and he was saying how he was frustrated that when he goes home, his parents will be like, uh, if you ever have like a hard decision to make, just like pray and ask God to help you make that decision. Mm -hmm. And I used to say that to people and people would say that to me and I'd be, I would think like, yeah, that's the correct answer Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say to someone when they're coming to you with a problem. Yeah, But like, first of all, it's really dismissive. Because it's like, oh, I don't really need to, like, think or actually help you think through this. I just, you should just go pray about Mm -hmm. it. Go pray about it. You know, that's the answer for everything. Secondly, what do you actually mean by that? Like, do you, if you are wondering, like, which which school you want to go to, you go and you pray. And then does God, like, send you a letter in the mail or, like... You know, what, what do they actually mean? It's, it's ambiguous. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like,
0: I think a lot of Christians, young Christians ask that. I've had people ask that in like Bible studies and it's like, what is it? You just get, you get a feeling, yeah, right? And like, you think that's God and the spirit leading you. You just kind of feel a tug towards one. I mean, some
1: Christians would think that. So that like, okay, I think some yes. Christians would answer that yes. way, but other ones would probably have a completely different answer yes. because like the church I grew up in, they didn't really believe that God ever did anything they didn't believe in the holy spirit no they did they totally believed in the holy spirit which (laughs) is also funny because they didn't believe that god would like ever talk to you that way
0: he wouldn't give you a tug
1: i don't think so they they were very very much like we believe in the bible period and like any of the new age stuff like any of the the holy spirit stuff like we only believe in the bible Mm -hmm. so yeah I, i don't think they would be on board with like trusting a nudge that you get in your intuition Mm -hmm. and saying that that's God. I think they'd probably be really worried about that. So yeah, like that's another example of it's just, it's a really ambiguous answer to your problems, which like doesn't actually help anyone except for it helps the person who you asked advice from because they don't have to actually help you with your problems. They can just say like, well, go pray about it. (laughs) Then (laughs) you, you know, so anyways, um, that is a
0: lot like what, I mean, like, there are a lot of things in Christianity that are dismissive. And I think that when you say, I'm going to put my identity in Christ, you dismiss having to know yourself yeah, in a absolutely. way, you know, and I think like, I think that everybody in life goes on a journey of like learning who they are and not, they don't have to do, you don't have to do anything to learn who you are. You just live your life mm-hmm. with yourself. You just
1: be. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, but like, as a young adult, I asked a lot. Well, who am I? You mm-hmm. know, and I think that at the time.
1: That's a valid question. There was you know? something
0: in me that felt like, okay, this is dumb. Like, this is corny. Who asks this question? I already know who I am. I'm a child of God. Like, I don't need to ask these questions. Yeah. But looking back, I think it's super important to ask questions. I mean, that's why we're here now. Right. Because we've asked questions. But like, Being so dismissive of who you are and just like putting your identity in one thing, sort of like you pack it up in a little package, put it in a drawer and put it away. I don't need to think about that question anymore. I felt was really hard for me because like I just didn't think that's all I was. And I, I was like maybe towards the end of our Christian days, really, really believed that if God had created the universe and everything that he was super cool like powerful and he could do anything and he created me to be special and not like and everyone to be special Mm. not to be bland but to have a unique identity with which we could use it to connect with different people i thought that i had this special uh, unique personality maybe it was sassy maybe it was sarcastic but how am i supposed to bond with that sassy sarcastic girl who doesn't believe in jesus you know what i mean like or someone who would be a little bit more negative or cynical like if some super positive person came up to like a cynical person who didn't believe in jesus they may not be able to take them seriously so i felt that even if i had qualities that maybe people in my church had said or like how i've like I felt that they thought about me were bad then like I didn't, I thought God saw through that and I thought he could use me because he was all powerful Like no matter where I was at. Right. So like when the topic of putting your identity in Christ came up, it like really went back to like turning into a perfect Christian Mm -hmm. person for Mm -hmm. me. And I didn't like that because first of all, I didn't, I thought God would accept you no matter how you were. And and first of all i don't know i just it was like a really hard concept for me because i didn't feel that was all it was and yeah. i felt identity was a diff, a bigger thing yeah i mean how some people can say how can you be bigger than god but like right. it encompassed more than just saying I one thing I, yeah like i'm a christian and yeah. i'm gonna be do christian everywhere i go
1: yeah yeah you probably you felt like boxed in by that yeah yeah i think that came up a lot when we were um, raising support for crew and like specifically our one family member who like decided that they didn't want to support us because they didn't think that we looked like missionaries should look. Mm-hmm. So like in our minds, our identity in Christ was like, we're, we're Christ followers, but we're also like really into metal and we like to wear <laughs> like black t-shirts and rings and gauges and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but like, so then again, to us that we would, that was our identity in Christ. But to my, family member that like wasn't acceptable we weren't our identity wasn't in christ mm-hmm. according to her so again it's like so vague such a hard to grasp topic and no one can really agree on like what that really means i know but yet it is touted as like the most important or one like top five most important parts of being a christian is like you need to put your identity in christ We talk,
0: i know it's so, it's funny looking back now because right i mean i haven't really thought about my identity in christ in a long time but mm-hmm. looking back we i swear we talked about that all the time I know, we did i the don't church, know i'm not sure why like but it a was, lot of churches all the different churches we went to like crew, crew talked about yeah. it we talked about it together yeah. all the time um it came up it, a
1: lot when we were talking about like self-worth stuff oh yeah you know yeah because like i remember talking to people in crew or like or messages that uh the leaders gave and crew maybe even at church and stuff but like about how We shouldn't go after like flashy clothes or like we shouldn't pursue um, like really high paying careers and stuff like that. Like our our focus shouldn't be on money or like on flash or Mm -hmm. on wealth or on um, how we look or anything like that, because we should be totally satisfied that our identity is a child of God, is like a follower of Christ. That basically the message was that that fact that we're a follower of Jesus should be more than enough to like make us feel satisfied with who we are Mm -hmm. as people. Um, And so like that, that was always preached as the antidote to low self-esteem or like the antidote to guys who I talked to who like desperately wanted a girlfriend and couldn't get a girlfriend that that would be the message to them. Like, well, dude, it's, I know you really want a girlfriend, but like, think of what's important. You're a follower of Christ first. And like, you need to be secure in that you're a follower of Christ and Jesus loves you. And that like, that's your identity, regardless of anything else. Your identity is always that Mm -hmm. you're a follower of Jesus and that should be enough. Or they'd say that is enough. You know, like you should be happy, bro. Like you have God in your heart. That should be enough for you. It's and but like and you can hear that i (laughs) I remember hearing that and i was Mm -hmm. like okay yeah that actually that like charges me up that would recharge my christian batteries if i was feeling low and someone would give me like a pep talk about like dude we're saved you're you know you're a child of god that's amazing your identity is in christ you can rest on him when you feel like you're not enough or like if you're not lovable or if whatever you're not feeling great like just rest on the fact that jesus chose you and your identity is with him now that would, that would like pump me up like crazy, you know, but then I remember like a few days after that, you kind of get back into your normal swing of things. And it's like, well, I still have these problems. Like mm-hmm. I still have terrible self-esteem or like, I still really want a girlfriend or I still, whatever, am like feeling awful. Like that your little pep talk only lasts so long. And I feel like your brain, my brain would kind of start fighting again against like fighting back against that. mm mm-hmm. And then it's like another cycle where it's like, well, that's the devil trying to get me and I just need to pray more. And then, you know, it's, it plunges you back, back deeper into it again, Um, I which is why we stayed in it for so long.
0: I think it's funny, like hearing these things now, like you just talking about that brings up like how many, I don't know, like not, I don't want to say like mental issues, but like. Like, just regular issues that people go through and getting counseling by people from the church where they just say that it's, there's so much more, <laughs> there's no. so many other resources for counseling and therapy. Like, it's like not only on, not helpful <laughs> on this side. Like, I, I am, I feel. I'm like just having a moment of feeling really grateful that some of the resources we found because we're not Christian oh my God. are available yes. to us now. Like, so we don't have to just be like, yeah, just put your identity <laughs> in Christ. It'll all go away.
1: Or like just pray about it. Yeah, or, pray yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But
0: that's like going off topic a little bit. I, I want to like talk about how it felt for you to like leave Christianity because obviously if we're leaving, your you ended up like leaving a big piece of you behind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we've been talking about identity and I've been saying how like, it's crazy that we thought that and how it's all backwards and wrong and all that stuff. But like at the time when I was Christian, it didn't feel wrong or backwards at all. I was totally on board with that. And I was really stoked to be a Christian. Like I I loved it, you know? Yeah. A
0: lot of things that we went through now looking back, they, they were like, Oh my gosh, that was really hurting us. But at the time, we felt that they were really helping us yeah. and that it was the best way to live.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, like what I just said, anytime I would feel down or bad about it, I, it's not like I would start to lose faith. It would make me have like dive deeper into prayer and deeper into reading the Bible mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of a vicious cycle. Um, but yeah, so like, my peak of Christianity was like a year before we started to leave and my identity was completely in God. And yeah. I was posting on Facebook, like verses and like kind of little preachy things, which maybe we should do an episode where I read some of my old Facebook posts <laughs> just yeah. for the shock factor. Cause they're pretty shocking and pretty aggressive. Um, and embarrassing now, but I don't care. I was a different person then.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, so I, I was like all in for God. That was my entire identity. I, my life purpose was to serve God and I loved it and it was, it all made sense to me. And so leaving, uh, when we started to fall away, that was by far the, the hardest thing. Um, and so when we first stopped going to church and when we first started having doubts and stuff, I don't think it really came up in my mind, like as a worry, a worry, Right away, mm-hmm. um, except for just kind of a nagging thought in the back of my mind that was like, whoa, like if this stuff all starts to go sour, what are you like? What are you living for? That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And then so it wasn't until probably six months later until we really were out of church and we really weren't praying and we weren't talking to anybody. And we actually weren't really talking to each other about like spirituality or God much because we were kind of in that just like numb middle ground that i'm Mm -hmm. sure some of you have experienced too but that's when things started to really get weird for me because christianity following jesus was the point of my life yes for sure like that that was the purpose of my life everything i thought about like went through a filter in my mind of like, is this glorifying God? Mm-hmm. Everything I did, it was like, had to be checked off if it was going to be glorifying to God. Like my career, I worked with an all Christian company and I loved that. And like, I don't know, just everything about my life centered around being a Christian. Well, it's your identity yeah. Yeah, that
0: it's going to span into your purpose and like, yeah. Everything it, yeah. Else in so your my, life.
1: my identity in Christ, like it's f- those fingers went everywhere into mm-hmm. every part of my life. Um, which like as a Christian, it should, you know, I mean, that's, that's like kind of the whole point. But so when I started to consider the fact that God might not be real or that this might not be what I think it is Christianity, um, I got depressed, but that basically that's the best way to put it is Mm -hmm. that I got depressed. It's like the rug is pulled out completely from underneath you because without Christianity, um, I had no direction in my life. I had no purpose, nowhere I was heading. I had no greater goal other than just, like, live and make money and have fun. And to me, at the time, that goal of, like, just living with you and having fun and enjoying my life and making money and thriving and being with friends and stuff like that, all of those things, which now feel like those are meaningful, like, those actually have some value at the time they felt like that was just totally like carnal. That was totally f- of the world. That was mm-hmm. like a f- fleshly desires. And so in my mind, they meant like nothing that they- they felt like so insignificant to me. I couldn't imagine how I could ever live my life only for those things. Mm-hmm. It felt like, what is the point, you know? Um And so that was, that's hard. It's hard because you, you go from a position of having everything in your life figured out and all the answers sorted out and like a direction and purpose sorted out. And when you fall away from the faith or you leave the faith choose to, um, that is just gone in an instant. And so you get, I feel like you get so slapped or I got so slapped with like the big existential question that like, who am I? first of all. And what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. And now for the first time in my entire life, because I came to be a Christian when I was like eight and I definitely didn't think about these things before that point. Mm -hmm. So for the first time in my life, I'm faced with like the human questions. Mm -hmm. Who are you and what are you doing? And I didn't have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like few people have an answer for that outside of religious people. I I mean, you can make up whatever answer you'd like to. And I think that's something we'll talk about more in the future. But yeah, it was it was really hard going through that. And I became really withdrawn uh, over a period of like two years. I feel like I became just really disinterested in all the things I used to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was I don't know, it was such a hard shift for me to go from being christian and have that eternal purpose to having no eternal purpose I, I couldn't like enjoy anything in my life anymore because all the time no matter what i was doing no matter what i was thinking about doing to try to have some fun or get some enjoyment out of something uh, there would be that like small nagging voice in the back of my head that is like why like, what is the point what's the point of going out and having fun if you like are, have nothing to live for what's the point of?" Uh, going to see a movie? What's the point of even, like, helping someone? If there's no eternal bigger picture at play here, then what is the point of doing anything? What's the point of living? And I never was, like, actually suicidal or, like, had any of those thoughts where I, like, was actually considering doing anything about it. But on the other hand, I really didn't have an answer for, like, what the point of living was. I couldn't and it's not even that I didn't have an answer for it. It's almost like I couldn't imagine that there I ever could have an answer for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because my answer in the past for the reason for living was to glorify God on earth so that I can spend eternity with him mm-hmm. in heaven. And so my whole life I had felt like my earthly life, the time I had on earth, was like just a temporary st- Time for me to kind of like prove myself to God in a way mm-hmm. or like sanctify myself for God's glory so that I could spend the rest of time my like real life, I guess, with God. Um, So, yeah, I mean, af- for those couple years, it felt like I had no reason to live. Like I felt like for the first time I understood people who killed themselves. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I honestly that like kind of makes sense to me now that someone would kill themselves because it if there's really nothing other than this then like who cares what's the point of any of it um yeah so that was that sucked yeah <laughs> you know it- i feel
0: like it was really scary i i was scary for me as well but i think that i'd never seen you depressed before and i and how we didn't know exactly the the cause of your depression but now looking back it happened back, so slowly yes, you know like yeah.
1: everything happened so slowly
0: but now looking back it was it seems like really apparent to me that it was because you lost your identity and and your purpose mm-hmm. and everything wrapped up with identity you know and i was i was never set on my identity in christ because i kept questioning it but mm-hmm. you were very set and you had to relearn to like how to find yourself. You had to relearn your interests. You had to relearn your personality and what you wanted to be like, like, yeah, it was, I I, like, it was hard for me to help you with it because I didn't understand it. But like, we like went through, you know, what, like experimenting with different interests, even though that's not very big on the scale of like, who am I? But it like, maybe i thought could lead in some kind of a direction and there are lots of things that helped us along the way and i think we want to talk about it in another episode but like it just it was really interesting because i didn't know how much putting like i don't know how much like decreasing you and increasing something else in your life and then that being taken away could affect a person yeah like basically it's very interesting to me like just based on like psychology right like well, how yeah. interesting that That's, is
1: imagine how like powerful my mind is that after training it for that amount of time that like changing my mind about christianity could like completely disrupt my entire life mm-hmm. and who i am and everything mm-hmm. but another thing i didn't mention is that i i like lost all of my self-confidence in like personal power and charisma and when I was Christian, I, f- I feel like I was pretty confident yeah. and I was a leader and mm-hmm. I was like mentoring people. And I, uh, like I said online, I was writing things all the time. I felt very inspired. Yeah. Often, That's you true. know, and, and once I left Christianity, I felt like I have nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I am. When I'm in the past and I'd introduce myself to someone, it's not like I would be like, hi, I'm a follower of Christ, but like <laughs> in my, heart inside, I would know that. And I would actually like rest on that, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that whole idea of like, you shouldn't care what anybody thinks of you because Jesus has your back. I don't know. I I think I took that seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually helped me. Mm-hmm. when I was Christian and so all of these things being pulled out from underneath me it what it was exactly like you said it was like I had to get to know myself again it's like I was rug was pulled out I was put back to square zero well
0: you were left alone
1: I was left alone yeah I felt I mean, alone <laughs> yeah. I mean
0: some people like like say it this way which seems like a little bit harsher like richard dawkins talks about your imaginary friend Mm -hmm. you don't have your imaginary friend anymore who's got your back yeah you know like it's a lot of being alone and having to figure it out on your on your on your own yeah we talk about this a lot like you have to reclaim your life you reclaim the responsibility you reclaim the right to be yourself you no longer have someone to be like hey what do you think about this Okay, Okay. let's do that. You know, like constantly for every single decision that you're making and and every piece of who you are. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And like someone who maybe didn't experience that growing up, like they're like, yeah, I've always like just done what I want or like just known that I have this inner voice or my God is telling me what to do. Or I know that there's like really, it's only me who's making these decisions. But yeah, sure. Now we see that. But if you're ingrained and like basically brainwashed your entire life to believe that those thoughts are God Or higher being, then it's super hard to like see that on the other side. Yeah. A lot of it is kinda like, Really? Are you sure that it's okay that I just trust my gut? I feel like that's really bad. They told me it's really bad. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, (laughs) what was the feeling you had before when you were making a decision and you felt a leading by the spirit? Do you think it's the same as your gut? You know, like I don't know. There's been so many so many times we've been like, hey, I felt this way as a Christian, but now I haven't been using God, but it's still working the same way. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: There's been a lot of things like that. I, I remember that was like one of the biggest takeaways I had with, I did some therapy sessions with Dr. Marlene Winnell, who wrote Leaving the Fold, which I'd highly recommend if any of you are stuck in your recovery process. She's great. But anyways, she was saying um, exactly that, like a- another piece of losing my identity was losing my ability to trust anything. Cause like how Richard Dawkins describes God as losing your imaginary friend, mm-hmm. that is true. And like seeing it from this perspective now, that is a good and like totally accurate way mm-hmm. to describe what it is. But what it feels like is that you're losing like a King who has personally given you an eternal divine mission and is like counting on you and is rooting for you and is with you every step of the way. So it's a lot more than just, like, saying bye to your imaginary friend. Yeah. It's like saying bye to your sense of importance, your sense of authority, your sense of mission, your sense of purpose, your sense of, like, strength and power. Mm-hmm. It's like saying goodbye. You're
0: like you're saying goodbye to the, your heir, to the kingdom yeah, of the universe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: that is exactly what it is.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but so, anyways, back to what I was saying. Dr. Marlene, she was talking about how prayer while we often think, or I often think back and think how prayer was just like a weird waste of time. I was just talking to an imaginary friend. All those times I was praying and I felt better afterwards, I was just soothing myself. I was self-soothing. And like, I can look back on those times now that I was praying and realize, oh, hey, I'm actually good at self-soothing. I Mm -hmm. should like remember that and think of all my time spent praying as actually like something beneficial for me Mm -hmm. now. And that's cool. I think there's probably a lot of things about our time in Christianity that we can look back on and realize that, like, hey, that God wasn't doing anything, but like, that still might have had value for you in yeah. that moment because of just psychology.
0: Like, you have this, you almost have the skills to yeah. help yourself because you were so good at like intro- being introspective right. in a way. Yeah. You were introspective also, but with God, but maybe you need to be introspective like now with yourself. Yeah.
1: And trust myself. Mm-hmm. That's actually, I just had that like epiphany right now (laughs) that how i sometimes feel now like i have a hard time making decisions but like when i was christian i didn't have a hard time making decisions and like maybe i should do some inner work and not like i'm gonna pray to god but like if i'm struggling with something remember back to how i used to pray to god and ask for wisdom Mm -hmm. and now maybe instead of that i can sit and like close my eyes or write down and trust wherever my intuition leads me because I'd be doing the same thing now as I used to be doing, but now I'd just be taking credit for myself coming up with those Mm -hmm. ideas and direction and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you and I are both into meditation, Mm -hmm. and I think that meditation and prayer have a lot of similarities. Yeah, totally. Like sitting in in a quiet space focusing your mind whether it's on your breath or whether it's on god yeah you know and like sort of listening listening to yourself and maybe an answer you want to put a like ask a question you know Mm -hmm. and like what it's very very similar yeah you know and the i think that if you think of prayer as a meditative state and it's it can be healing like i feel like christians are right when they say that they feel peace from prayer like it makes sense we you can have that same situation and when you're meditating Mm -hmm. it's it's just the mind resting yeah you know
1: yeah that's actually cool i we haven't talked about that much you and i and Mm -hmm. i haven't really thought about that a whole lot about how all of those things we used to do as christians could probably be kind of adapted to our life now Mm -hmm. in a way that's much healthier and that's more beneficial than they were back when we did them when we were christians Mm -hmm. i mean i guess we do like you said meditation is like prayer we like read books all the time that's kind of like reading the bible stuff like that but yeah i think that's a good perspective to have because i think for me i tend to want to just like throw out anything christian Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i used to pray like get that garbage out of here i don't want anything to do with prayer you know i I think
0: that's fair and i think that we and and other people will feel that for a while but soon you like, you know how things like you go to the far left and then you are like, I hate that you go to the far right and then uh-huh. you land back in the middle. Yeah. And I think that I can see some of those things starting to happen. Yeah, you're like, right. Not that I will become a Christian again, but like that maybe one day I can go back into the Bible and see something that is written and think this is really, this is good. Maybe <sighs> I will meditate on this today. But even hearing you, know, you
1: say that kind of like hurts me It hurts me. It hurts still, me. You know? I know it's hurting But right I know now. what you're saying. <laughs> like I can, I can feel us. Coming back to that point, too. And I feel like that's a sign of us maturing as people and like growing away from the trauma of our past. I think
0: that's what you want. I think yeah. the aim is to be able to look at everything in your life and not be triggered yeah. by it. Yeah. You know, like that's what I would hope for my life. Right. And I ho- everybody that we would heal enough to feel that way. Definitely. You know, and not be like so annoyed when someone says some like Christian comment to you and just right. kind of like have the grace to be- just nod and be like, I know who I am and what I'm about. And that doesn't need to bother me or affect my yeah, life right now. Right. You know?
1: Or even like looking at someone who says something Christian to you and just feeling abounding love for them period mm-hmm. with no strings attached. Yeah. You know, I think I hope that that's kind of like a destination in the future. And I feel us moving to that point, but obviously it's like crazy fresh still. Mm-hmm. And there's, I feel like we have a lot of trauma and hurt and like stuff to unwind from our past. Uh, before we can get to that point but it feels good to to be like making some progress towards that
0: mm-hmm. so did you have a point like back to identity when you started to feel that maybe this whole like losing my identity thing wasn't so bad like maybe i'm coming out of the weeds
1: yeah um i I don't know that it was a super clear point where I woke up and I was like, okay, I feel good about it now. Mm -hmm. Even now, I don't, I wouldn't say that right now I feel like great about my purpose in life. And I don't know that it's as clear as I would like it to be. But I do think that the one point that was the most helpful was when I officially like decided I'm not Christian anymore. It was that time when we read all those Bible verses and realized that God wasn't loving and I didn't want to follow him anyways. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it it was that point when I decided, okay, I'm not a Christian anymore. It was a clean break. And I felt like, okay, that Christianity is in my past, regardless of how convenient and how nice it felt to have a purpose. Like, I don't have that anymore. I'm putting that behind me. And so even though it's uncomfortable right now and it feels ambiguous and feels like there's no point to living, I know a lot of other people have lived their lives and lived really meaningful lives without Christianity and God and so I have hope for the future that I can figure it out. Mhm. But yeah, it was it was just kind of letting go, letting go of Christianity completely I think freed me up to like embrace the challenge of the future if that makes sense. Mhm. I think it just made me feel better about it. It didn't answer the question by any means, but it made me feel okay with not knowing.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's important. I think it's important to be able to break ties and like say, okay, well, I know that I don't want that at least. Yeah. So let's move forward. Like make a
1: decision. Yeah. You know, (laughs) make Mm -hmm. a decision and move on and trust that you'll be able to figure it out as you go on. Yeah. And in my case, like we have been able to figure it out, figure some things out and it's getting better. And yeah. But you know, another hard thing about this, like not only is it hard to lose your identity as you're losing your faith, but (laughs) what happened to me, like getting depressed and having no purpose and not knowing my direction in life and feeling completely lost in the world. That's exactly what the Christians tell you is going to happen if you stop following God. And I feel like that made it extra frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you go through this period of depression and you're already I for me, I already was kind of wrestling with the idea of faith versus not having faith. And, you know, on one hand, I couldn't force myself to believe in God. And that's kind of just how things were. On the other hand, I felt like I was depressed and I had no purpose in life. And so part of me was like, you dummy, like, go back, go, you know, you should Mm -hmm. do this, like you're suffering for no reason. And so it creates this even more internal turmoil. Well, I think
0: that's the danger of like being in anything that's abusive. It's not that Christianity as a whole is necessarily abusive, but like you don't feel safe once you've left. You have to take a time to adjust and it's super scary, but you, and in the moment you don't know that you need time to adjust. You just think that you were wrong and you maybe should go back. You know what I mean? And I think we felt that, that we like, I wish that we could go back to when we left and told and and tell ourselves, Hey, look, you're going to go through some Sometimes they're going to be rough. Like you're going to, you're going to have to, you know, it makes sense. Like, right. Like you're changing your entire identity. You're changing like what you believe, like what you believe about the world and other people and yourself. So it's going to take some time to adjust because your brain's been programmed to this other way. It just makes so much sense now to me. I wish like looking back, I wish I could just tell myself my past self.
1: Well, that's what's
0: going on. (laughs) Hopefully
1: we're telling someone right now who is in our in the position uh, we were in a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. If
0: you're struggling, <laughs> like it's normal. Yeah. It doesn't it's going to be you weird. Should, you should go back. No. Um, unless you want to. I don't <laughs> care. We don't care. But like, yeah. You're not alone if you're feeling pain and you're struggling and you're like losing your community, you're losing yourself, like your family. Yeah. It. This is a really difficult transition, it's, and it's super brave.
1: Yeah, that you're doing that. So brave. And and I'm not just and,
0: trying to say that we're brave, but it's but like we
1: are brave, you know, and I feel proud of myself for going through it. And even talking about this now, I feel proud that I was like true to myself through those period of two and a half years mm-hmm. and didn't go back to Christianity because that would have been a crutch. You know, I would have been leaving my discomfort of not having answers and I would have been just going back to an answer, even though just because Christianity set- gives you a purpose and identity, that doesn't mean that. It's true, you know? Um, and so yeah, I feel proud of myself. I feel proud of us for going through it and experiencing it and coming out on the other side. I feel like better people than we were before. And I think that anybody who goes through this has that opportunity as well. Um, and it's about perspective and perseverance and it's going to be difficult for sure. And for some people, probably a lot more difficult than it was for us yeah. even. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not trying to belittle that in any way, but yeah. It's a hard journey, but I think it is going to shape us into the people we really want to become.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we like talking about identity a lot. Well, we did as Christians, and now we're super wary of putting our identity in something else. In anything, because yeah. we, <laughs> I think that we are predisp- uh, predisposed—sorry—to put our identity in something. Yeah, because when you have a hole, you want to fill it. Something science, (laughs) no, I thought you were gonna say something worse than that. Um, but like, um, (laughs) no, so you just want to fill the gap of who you are, whatever. So, I next week we want to talk more about that and our struggles with like kind of putting placeholders into our identity and then kind of more of our journey of like who we've become and how we view identity now. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna talk about next week. So, looking forward to it. Yes.
1: All right. Well, have a good week until then, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: Thank you all so much for coming along on this journey with us. All of your messages and support means so much. If you'd like to connect with us or support our podcast, there are a few different ways you can do that. First, you can find us on Instagram at born.again.again. You can also join our private group on Facebook.
1: Or, you can check out our website, bornagainagain.co, where we have all of these episodes, our blog with some posts that we've written, as well as a big list of books, movies, documentaries, and articles that have been helpful in our deconversion. And finally, if you'd like to support us financially, you can do that through our Patreon.
0: Again, thank you so much.